0: okay three are you ready yep i'm ready three two one ciao everyone Mohir here from Enter worldwide welcome to our channel wherever you are in the world another match day big one all the big teams won surprise surprise they are in a great form all of them now we're coming to the end our beloved Inter is still on top, 11 points on Milan, 12 on Juventus. It's coming to an end, the love story. It's great. Hopefully, it will end with a great marriage between Serie a and Inter after 11 years of being far from each other. I am here with Anthony, the great guy from Inter Worldwide. You have seen his reaction this morning. An hour of just passion and love after the intergame game. A great win for us today. Anthony, how are you, my friend?
1: Fantastic. I could get used to those 8.30 p.m. kickoff times. I could tell you that much, man. But it, like Conte said in his post-match interview, every win becomes even more valuable. And I've said it before. It's no longer baby steps. It's giant leaps. So we need a couple more giant leaps to make that marriage a, um, an official one, bro.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, we're going to take you through the games today, but also we're going to talk big about the last eight games. For the top four, okay, let's just say the second top three after the Champions-Elect enter. Hopefully, soon it will be mathematically over. Uh, okay, Anthony, I'm going to start right away with Inter. Again, it's Cagliari, 1-0, grinding the win. Another hard win for us, but it's a step. What did you make of the, 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 the game, the plan? Did we push too much? Did, did we need to sit back like what we did against the solo or it was the right approach and all the changes that happened in the game?
1: Yeah, after collecting my thoughts a little bit, they're a little different from my post-match reaction. I think we saw a midfield, a very technical midfield that is going to need time to get used to playing with one another. And I think having Sensi there as that other technical midfielder, it actually did a lot more good than I thought. Um, not only did he provide the runners that he was carrying defensively to open up space a little bit more but he still won a lot of his jewels as well and this is a player that has been physically complacent recently and we've had a lot of excuses for his physicality but I enjoyed watching him go into challenges and I enjoyed watching him play those risky passes as well and depth is going to be very important come towards the end of the season and it looks like we've got Sensi readily available for the first time in how long that's a big thing um, besides that, I just thought it was very, just the mentality and what Conte has instilled in this side. Skriniar, Bastoni, and Devray, to me, are the most assuring looking defence in the league. I really think they're the backbone of this team, and I'm so happy to have them. My other thoughts about the game, you can go and watch my post match reaction because let's jump into some other stuff as well. But they almost gave us a scare towards the end there, Mo. But at the end of the day, Cagliari, 18th position, tough run in. Udinese with a game in hand on top. I don't know, bro. Cagliari. with the quality they've got, they should not be in this position, bro. But now it's looking more doom.
0: I think I agree with you. Uh, I just Cagliari, I think after today and and with Torino's win against
1: Udinese, which is we're going to talk about later. It's, That's it's, right. Torino. Sorry, sorry, not Udinese. Torino, who's just ahead of
0: him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 gonna be tough. These these players. It's. They, and to be honest, do you, do you want honesty? They deserve it. They don't yeah. show enough. They don't show enough grinta. They don't. They don't show enough heart. It's a disconnected squad. I said that before about other teams, but this team is like I think. Kudin didn't want to be there, and I said that before. Nandis doesn't want to be there. Nayan Golan wanted to be there, but he just wanted to be there for the comfort, not for the football aspect of it. Because he's maybe he played today against Inter, but me and you we saw him before against other teams. And it it wasn't like he cared that much. He was like, yeah, running. And as you said before, he's not there for the football. He's just there for the comfort. I just want to add something today. People attacked Alexis Sanchez after the game. They didn't attack him, but they were not happy with him. But I'm going to keep saying this. Having Sensi, Erickson, and Alexis Sanchez against a team that is sit back with 11 players is hard with one out and out striker Alexis Sanchez is not an out and out striker he is a playmaker and he was made to be a playmaker or a winger and we needed Lautaro Martinez to provide the support because the midfield was so packed with players when Alexis dropped and now we have four against the five from uh, uh from Cagliari so I th- I thought it was really hard on him to penetrate because you dribble one and there is the other and then there is not enough support around him, and they tried And the wing backs. Darmian came through, but the one-on-ones did not exist, and that's what I think about Inter today. Against against a solo, I think Alexis would have been perfect against a solo, but against Caleri, you need two strikers to occupy the whole defense, to pin them back even more, and to have the support, because Lukaku would get the ball, and there is no support, because Alexis is the one who passed him the ball about 20 yards or 15 yards before. That's what I thought about it. Yeah, nice. but it's a good, but it's a good win, and I, it's a, it's a great step ahead, and it's coming close, I think. So it's coming close from both sides. I think Cagliari is coming close for them to go down, and us, top of Italy, yeah. top of Italy. Hope so. Hope so. Now, yeah, now guys, I'm gonna show you. First of all, let's talk about the top four. Okay, you can see now it's AC Milan. 63, Juventus 62, Atalanta 61, Napoli 59, Lazio 55 with a game in hand and Roma 54. How close is this? I have not seen a race that close between 16. I'm so glad we're not into this race. (laughs) I'm so glad we're not involved in this. Guys, all the big teams won today and the run ends. Now we'll talk about Let's talk about Milan and Parma. They won three one, even after the red card. The red card that has no explanation. I I I, wrote, I I read the papers and I saw what everybody wrote. And I still can't believe that Mariska gave him a red card for what he said, what allegedly he said. He didn't say anything bad, but it just he wanted to give him the red card. I'm not sure if he deserves it. However, Milan played really well, Anthony, after the red card. They still held their position. And they were compact and they went for the counter-attack and lay out a great goal. And they deserve the three points against Parma who look like they're going down more and more every day more. Milan run-ins. Where, where do you think they're going to drop points? Is it the Lazio away, the Juventus away, or the Atalanta away, the Torino away? What do you think?
1: I think on their day, they can beat anybody. And I think they've shown that this season that, you know, when they really focus one game at a time, they're really able to pull through and they've gotten to match day 30 and they're still second on the ladder. i really, now there's no reason for me to believe that they can't win the majority of their games till the end of the year to secure those objectives. However, they are still so close to losing their grip that all it takes is a little bit of anxiety and they'll be broken. They are nowhere near as mentally stable as we are. They still don't have the mentality of a Juventus. I really think that they're, it's, it's the most unpredictable club for me. I don't know which way it's going to go for Milan. Where are they are going to drop points? Possibly Lazio. I wouldn't count on it, though. Most likely, Juventus is definitely the game they drop points in as well. But at the end of the day, it's about one fixture per week now. I see them beating Genoa, beating Sassuolo and dropping points to both Lazio and Juventus in their next five-game stretch. What
0: about you, bro? I, I think they're going to drop points against the three big teams, and I think they're going to win all the other games. I think so. Maybe they're going to be close wins, but they, they have, as you said, in their day, they can win against all the small teams, if not even some of the big teams, like what they did to last year in the first round. Like They are good. They can do it. They have a good squad. They can do it. But again, I think it's going to, to be honest with you, I think we're going to see the musical chair. In the last game of the season, there's gonna be changes up and down with everybody playing. I think there's gonna be, it's gonna be hard for everyone, but I I agree with you. They're gonna drop points there. The the third one is Juventus. 3 1 against Genoa. If you watch the game, Juventus were very, very comfortable the first half, very, very comfortable the first half, but then suddenly something happened and then the chances, it's Chesney who kept them. At, two, at only 2-1 because Kamaka scored and then it was hell open. Chance after chance and Chisney and corner, blah, 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 until they scored. But, but again, Juventus, they have this big team mentality, right? Do you agree that they're actually more confident than Milan or do you think Milan are more confident?
1: No, no, Juve is way more confident. I've kept saying this all season. Juve is still the rival. And I can tell you right now, you just said that you expect Milan to win majority of their games. I can tell you what I think right now about Juventus. Win, 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 win. This team will go on in my head to win almost every game till the end of the season. It's the only reason why I can't celebrate yet. You know, with 11-point lead at this stage of the season, I can look at every other team and say, I don't fear you with the gap we've got. Except for Juventus. So mm. I'm really, really, really hoping, my brother, that Atalanta can just get a point out of them this weekend because if they can, it will knock the wind out of them again. Because Wake I can't afford that sort of momentum of Juventus beating Atalanta. I don't know about you, maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic.
0: I think Atalanta I think Atalanta they they have the they have the the squad to win against Anybody, even Juventus, by the way, even us. We won against them because, to be honest, because we have Antonio Conte, to be honest. It's that winning mentality, the defense, that, 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 that everybody thinks that we're better than everyone else. The second team that is like us are, are Atalanta. Atalanta, they're like, they never lose their confidence inside the game. Teams come back against them, as you saw today, and we're going to move right away to atalanta Fiorentina, 2-2. And then quietly, calmly, they went up four guys in the 18 of Fiorentina, a penalty. They win the game and they held their position. But it's, I think Atalanta are, to be honest with you, in my opinion, they are the third, if not the second best team in Italy right now in terms of runs. They only lost against Inter in the last eight games. And they won every, every other game. This is Atalanta. Today, against Fiorentina. Fiorentina, they had one of their best games of the season today, but they were just, they came short because it's Atalanta. You know, when you when you play very well against Inter, but then it's not good enough because Inter is very good or Juventus are like great and they just win against you. Atalanta did this today to Fiorentina and not a lot of teams in Italy do that against like Fiorentina. When Fiorentina is at their best, they win or they tie or something like this, but no, Atalanta, they won the game today. So, Atalanta, they, they have Juventus. Oh, my God. They have Juventus. And then they have Roma away. And Bologna they play Milan.
1: This is tough. This is tough. Not yeah, easy.
0: Not easy. But I, I think... Where do you think Atalanta are going to drop points? You said I again think, it's Juventus.
1: I think they drop points at Juventus. I think they beat Roma. I think they drop points at Juventus and win every game until the end of the season. Maybe apart from the last one against Milan, barring any circumstances. But... You know, it it really depends. I really think we're at that point of the season now where momentum is the most important thing and positivity is the second most important thing. Belief and momentum, that's what you need. You really need to be able to pick yourself up after a bad result now. It's really tough now to cop a draw or a loss and try and recuperate as a squad because your season's objectives can slip away in the space of one or two match days. So I'm hoping, mm. like, if, if we can get a draw out of Atalanta and Juventus this weekend, that will actually be a result so significant, it will push us even further without us having to play a game. So we'll see what mm. happens there, bro.
0: No, you're talking uh, about about Antino,
1: Vla- Vlahovic, I, I've kept saying it, man, I would not mind this player on Inter, off the bench, but I think he's reaching that point in his career mm. now where he needs minutes consecutively. It's not his time to go and sit the bench uh, somewhere.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you. He's He's too good to be a substitution, right? Like, he's too good to come off the bench. As, and you said that last game as well. You said that last week to us. You said, Vlavic, it's very good to come off the bench. And I agree with you. But Fiorentina, a simple question. I know that Fiorentina fans don't come at us. Are they in trouble, Anthony?
1: Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble pretty much because what you said about Kallieri, It's it's a disjointed squad. It's a squad that's sort of coasting on the fact that they did have new ownership, passionate new ownership in the form of Rocco Camiso buying a club he supports. He's one of them. He's one of the city. He's a man of the city of Florence. But at the end of the day, the poor managerial decisions came to bite them in the ass. Ribéry was a good signing a year and a half ago, but we're seeing now that he's more, you know, he's, forgive the guy, far out. So you just got to really hope that the players that have got the individual talent in Fiorentina turn up on the day, and most of the time, the incentive to turn up on the day just isn't high enough for some of these teams. Fiorentina is a team that should be in the top half of the Serie A ladder every season. If you go and ask their fans, they'll tell you that. That's how you measure a team's expectations, by the, by the, um, the expectations of their fans, albeit but some diluted ones. But to be 16th on the ladder at this point of the season and have only won seven games, winless in the last... I think they've only won one in their last five. They're shocking, bro. And I said it with queue in the match preview. If there is one side in the league that I want to play more than Crotone, it's Fiorentina. That's it. These yeah, are the two easy-beat sides in the league for me at the moment.
0: Do you think Serie A is like the standard of the lower half of the table is getting le- uh, uh, like less and less? Because now, I think me and you were sitting here, Fiorentina, we are in week 30 and Fiorentina only, they have 30 points. And we're not talking about that they're not going re- to get relegated. I don't think they're going to get relegated. I think it's still Parma and Caleri. Based on the form, Parma, Caleri, Croutoni, they're going to get relegated, right?
1: Do you agree? I think so, yeah. I think Italy as a whole is just a disjointed country, and that trickles down into things like football as well. Because when I think about the teams in the bottom half of the table at the moment, Mo, these teams have got good players with decent squads. Are you telling me that Cagliari side, on paper, can't go to Spain and beat a team from 10th to 20th, or Germany, or even the Premier League, man. Like, even even Torino, with the players they've got, and Fiorentina, they can still go and play. They've been Europa League representatives at some point in their lives, or UEFA Cup, whenever you want to call it. Italy has still got a good pedigree of core mid-table clubs, I think the whole situation in Italy, not just on a football level at the moment, is also disjointed. It's a lot of unpredictability and it's no longer the most attractive league in the world footballing-wise. So it's hard to dig Italy out of the hole they are because they're they're way... In in my opinion, we're way better than France as a league or Holland um, or Portugal or any of these leagues. But we haven't been as exciting or an appealing league as England, Spain or even Germany for how many years now? And yeah, I, think, yeah. I think you actually mentioned it to me. Um, you might have been the one to mention it to me. It's because as well, the way the digital marketing and the way the, the projection of it is, it's nowhere near as high quality or entertaining in terms of things like technical as lighting and audio as well, you were telling me, as England. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So in my opinion, and I, I'm not sure if people heard it from me, I am a Premier League fan. But I'm a Premier League fan because it looks good on TV, not because mm. it's a better football. It's because if you watch Sheffield United, who is getting dropped, playing Arsenal, who were 11 on the on the on the table today, the the game on TV it looks great audio wise, video, the angles of the cameras, the field looked great. The but actually the 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 football itself it might not be as good as Fiorentina playing Atalanta, but Fiorentina playing Atalanta the, the the game was phenomenal football wise and entertainment wise. On TV, I had both, and it looked garbage. The fields looked garbage. The colors are garbage. I think it's all about that. This is why the Premier League is worth $3 billion in uh, the broadcasting, and us were only $800 That's the difference, or something like this. It's more than three times, because people would watch the Premier League, bottom half of the Premier League over Syria A, because we don't look as good. Maybe our football is not bad, but we don't look as good on TV. Yeah, It's as simple as it's Germany now. They are following the Premier League. Watch any game in Germany. It looks good on TV. The fields look good. Everything looks good. But I don't know why people in Italy don't see this. And a lot of pundits have said that before, but they don't see it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we got Sampdoria, Napoli. Okay. Napoli, another, to be honest, a, another impressive away win for Napoli today. To go to Sampdoria and dominate and have that many chances, they played really good. However, Sampdoria had a disallowed goal that would have made it one-one. I'm not sure if you have watched it. It's a push on Kolibali. I don't think it's a it's a it's a it's a clear and obvious error. I think I'm sorry, Napoli fans. Yes, the hand was there, but kolibali did not jump enough to get the ball, and he was not pushed down. I thought it was a good goal, but well, what, 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 minute,
1: what minute was this?
0: I can't remember the minute, but it was one 0 Napoli. It was going to be one one. Okay,
1: got it. So, so that
0: would have been a uh, that would have been a game changer. However, it's it's good that at Napoli win because I I think Napoli is a great team, and I like Gattuso, and I said that before many 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 times. And uh, it's good that they won Napoli. Again, the run-in for Napoli, they have Inter, they have Lazio, they have Torino away. But after that, all their games are supposed to be easy. They have even Torino away, it's not that hard. They have Cagliari, Spezia, Odenesi, Fiorentina, and Hellas Verona home. I think the difference between Milan, Juventus, and, and Napoli is Napoli have the next two games are tough. But then after that, it's an, it should be an easy run on paper. And it's, it gives you confidence, right? If they can get anything out of us, which is I think they have the squad to do it, and they can win against Lazio home, I think they are home and dry for top four. I think so, in my opinion, because the team is playing well. What, what do you think?
1: I wouldn't say home and dry, but they've been playing well for a while now. Pretty, you know when it all started for them, It's when the rumors about Gattuso leaving really ignited to the point where you actually thought he was walking before the season ended. That's what really sort of turned it around. And Napoli have had these moments in the last three to four years under De Laurentiis as president where it kind of looks like it's going to shit, but they're able to turn it around because they've got such a talented team, such a talented squad as well. I picked them at the start of the season to make the Champions League. I really want them to make the Champions League because they are the only other team in Serie A besides Inter that I want to see do well. I want to see them do well ahead of everybody else but Inter, just for family reasons. But at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to who out of them, Milan, Juventus and Atalanta, slip more. And the more we're even having this conversation now, Mo, I've got no bloody idea, man. I've got no idea how this is going to go. It could really go any way. And I'm excited. I'm really excited. I mean, and as you said, yeah. it's so good to not be a part of this shit.
0: <laughs> I'm, but I'm, I'm I'm, very excited. Like, I wait now. I wait every week to watch the teams, these six teams fight. Even Roma today. Let's talk yeah. about Roma. Let's do it. Dude, they were, they were pinned the whole game today. They were pinned back. The whole back game. At chance after chance. They had shots from target that if you watch, if you look at the stats, yes, they had shots. Bro, first 20 minutes, it was like, watch the highlights. Guys, go watch the highlights. It's a chance after a chance after a chance after a chance until they uh, they scored from a mistake, actually. They scored from a mistake. The defender missed it, and then uh, Porja he scored. But can they win? Okay, okay. Let me ask you this, okay. I want Roma to win Europa League. Do you want Roma to win Europa League?
1: Yeah, of course I do, bro. I'm not that bitter. I'm not that bitter. Hey, I might be Italian, but I'm not that bitter. They've got to win it because they're a a neutral team for me. And for most, I'm sure I can't speak for every Inter fan overseas, but I'm sure for most Inter fans, they are a neutral team. Um, Italian football needs something. And if it's not going to come from us... I'm okay with it coming through anybody else besides Juventus and AC Milan. So if Roma yeah, can, yeah. the, the, can pick up the Europa League, more power oh. to them. However, you and I have both agreed this season they've been very subpar and inconsistent. I know they're in the quarterfinals now and they're leading on aggregate. And when you're in the quarterfinals, it's anybody's game. I would yeah. say that they're the, they're the last or second last team in my book in the quarterfinals to go on and win it. I believe that they will get beat in the semifinals comfortably.
0: From, from United, they're going to play United if they win against Ajax. They are going looked practice. at the tree.
1: Okay, okay. so the tree it's, says it's that United. they play United.
0: They play United. Well,
1: and well I know if that's, that's United, the case, then... United,
0: they... United is your I, guys. United is Anthony's team. <laughs>
1: That being said, I do watch a lot of United, and that's probably one team that Roma could do it over two legs because they're just as inconsistent, if not more. Um. Don't be eluded by their second position on the ladder. They play some horrible football under an inexperienced manager.
0: Yeah. Today, today, against Tottenham, okay, we're not in a Premier League team, but today against Tottenham, they didn't have the greatest game, but they won three-one. Against Milan, they didn't have the greatest two legged yeah, game. But that's, but that's are... what
1: happens when you've got Paul Pogba in your team. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If this guy was playing for Madrid or City, he is head and shoulders the best midfielder on the planet. Very, uh, his his physicality, it, exactly. His physicality is pew, but his mentality, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. But I think, guys, I think Roma, they have a chance of uh, re- reaching the final if they get. Past Ajax this Thursday, anybody has a chance to reach the final. It's when you reach the semi final, you have a chance to go to the final.
1: In respect to Serie A, like, you know, we had the run in before. Where do you see Roma dropping points domestically? Because right now, if you're saying that you think they can make Europa, for me, they will slip off in the Serie A race because they will have the most congestion out of anybody. We very familiarly remember what a pain in the ass it is to travel domestically, even through Europe this time of year sorry, internationally this time of year, even throughout Europe. And yeah, that that could be the biggest thorn in Roma's foot. So they're one team that actually need to make that sort of decision. Are we going to go for the Europa League or are we still going to field our strongest team in Italy?
0: So I was wrong. I said something, I think, yesterday on the stream or today or something about that. So the rules change. The sixth team in Serie A will make the Europa Conference League. They're not going to make Europa League. It's only one team going from Italy to Europa League. I think two teams, the fifth and the cup winner. Before it was three. Now, Roma, coming sixth, I think they're going to go to the uh, the league conference or whatever thing. They changed the rule. Wow. But anyway.
1: What a pain, seventh. what a pain.
0: Because, yeah. oh, sorry, because they're going to come seventh. They're going to come seventh, Roma. Uh, by the way, Roma are point. Behind Lazio, who are actually six, they're not fourth, but Lazio are the game in hand. I think Roma are out of the top four race because they have Atalanta and they have Inter and they have Lazio and they have not performed against the top six this season at all. And they have Sampdoria away, they have Cagliari away, I don't think. And they have, the next game is Torino away. They're going to drop points there, they might. So oh, yeah. I think at Roma the, should yeah, focus...
1: They're the easiest team out of the top ones to predict um, at the moment. Yeah. I, they're not going to make the Champions League.
0: They're not. And I don't think even they're going to make uh, uh, Europa League. So they have to win the Europa League. That's their only chance. And they are f- four games away from winning the Europa League. Just four games. Four games away. Anyway. Okay. Today, milinkovic savic did it in the 93rd minute against Hellas. Away. From a cross from the guy that people forget about. Radu made the cross and Milankovic Savage, ninety third minute Anthony. Goal, three points, and they are like, We're still here, we are in the ladder, we're not down there. If they win yep. against if they win against Torino, you know they are one point behind Napoli, two points I think behind uh three points behind Atalanta. If they win, no. Yep. It, yeah, three points, which is just one game. One game.
1: They can one do game. it. They can do it. I picked them to finish fourth at the start of the season. And as the season has gone on, I thought, ah, no, nah, they'll probably miss out. They'll probably miss out. But once again, it's that I don't know. I don't know who's going to be able to drop or pick up these points. I think in the next two or three match days, as we've kind of been alluding to, like, will it'll be a lot clearer in about two match days' time. But as of right now, looking at Lazio's fixture list, they should get the three points against Benevento. And, yep, that that game against Napoli now becomes a six-point decider. What a game that's going to be, man. That game against Napoli, that Napoli-Lazio game is going to be fire.
0: The next next two weeks are like nuts, right? Like it's Roma, Atalanta, Napoli, Inter, Juventus, Atalanta. Oh, my God. This is a lot of good games. Tune in and watch and enjoy that top four. And if you're an Inter fan, enjoy it without a lot of stress.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Oh,
0: <laughs> So, we talked about Bologna. We talked about all the big teams now, guys. And I think, in my opinion, looking at this fixture list, as Anthony said, I can't predict because it depends on the next two weeks. But based on the form lately, this is going to hurt a lot of people. I'm going to pick Juventus, Atalanta and Napoli. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anthony, but I think...
1: That's a good pick.
0: I'm going to pick... I don't know who's going to finish where, but I think Milan are going to come fifth.
1: Hopefully not. That's all right. You you don't need to apologise to me for that. I really want Milan to fall out of the top four almost as much as I want Juventus to. uh, Almost as much as I want Juventus to. But Juventus, I really did it doesn't make sense. They can't not make the Champions League. Can you imagine the look on Ronaldo's face if he doesn't make the Champions League? He'll be throwing more than just his jersey that he threw this morning. I'll tell you that much, bro.
0: Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, this is... It's, but I, I I, I, don't think it's going to happen that they're going to drop out of the top four Juventus. I think the closer one is Milan, especially because we don't know how many games Ibrahimovic will get. Because if he gets two games, he's going to miss the... the is, is, is he gonna get like if he gets two games, oh he's not gonna miss any big games. I think they can do she it I think they can do it. but depends on the two weeks they might the next two weeks, if all the other teams tie and lose points, they might have a better chance. Now now I think one of the uh, the games that I want to talk about and I'm not sure if you have watched it, it was the team that belongs to Syria as a team. But as players, they don't. spit. you yeah, mean? They came back against Crotoni. Oh, my God. That was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. It was absolutely great. It, they, they, they fought back, Anthony. They had two goals yeah. in the last 10 minutes or something. And yeah. it's a great step to tell everybody that we're staying. We're 32 points. We are 10 points ahead of Caleri. And Caleri are not going to catch up. I think they're safe. Do you think Spezia, they're going to get players next season first? Are they going to keep this, their coach? Uh, what, uh, I don't know. Is uh, their coach so Are they going to keep the coach?
1: Vincenzo Italiano is the coach of Spezia. And um, he's had a really, really good season. Like, if they're going to talk manager of the year at the end of the season, I think he'll be a candidate for it. He probably won't win it because you don't necessarily give it to a team that finishes 14th, 15th. But they're safe now, as you said. And I've been talking about them since the first or second match day of the season and everybody else has. It's, it's really obvious. They play really attractive football. They just don't have the personnel execution-wise. However, their manager seems to be able to just get them over the line. And as you said, 10-point buffer on Cagliari, Spezia are safe. So now, now it's a question of, do we does Vincenzo want to stay or will he get picked up by a mid-table club? Because believe you me, there will be clubs that offer this guy a job. Um, I don't know if Mm -hmm. Mihailovic will go on with Bologna for another season only because of his health. That could be an option. Fiorentina, still very inconsistent managerial-wise. I see no reason why they wouldn't put a bid in for him. If I was Italiano, me personally, I would stay at Spezia because you don't really want to catch the first train out of there and maybe have a disappointing season. However, you also don't want to back it up with a crappy second season at Spezia. So from the managerial point of view, he needs to analyse the club situation with the board and in terms of finances because I'm sure he's going to go to them and say, you can't get a repeat of this season with that same squad, we'll get relegated. So in my opinion, if he can get maybe three or four players, they have to pick players that have played Serie A football. They should be going for experience, in my opinion, this Betsy aside. Get two, three or four players that have got some Serie A pedigree, sign them up. And they'll stay. They'll, they'll stay in this league, and maybe they can stay up again next season. But they're safe, and I'm happy that they're safe, bro. They will survive.
0: Ah, they will survive, absolutely. But I think the guy, if there are no reinforcements, I think they might struggle next season. But if there are reinforcements, but there you go. Simi, man, he's, 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 he's going to leave Crotoni. They're going to sell him when they get relegated. Who do you think is going to pick up Simi next year from Cortoni, the Nigerian striker?
1: Is Simi happy to sit
0: on the bench for Romelu Lukaku? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure coming from Serie B and, and yeah, of course, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he would be happy. But I do But I think it's it's not good for him to come and sit on the bench. I think that I think, in my opinion, the only guy that I he would be happy to be on the bench because he has the confidence to do it is Luis Muriel, and I think we are very close to Luis Muriel
1: I because hope he doesn't so, mind because he would. He would be the perfect vice Lukaku for me. I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah, big fan of him. But Simi, do you see, do you see him like going to Milan because Zlatan is like, he's a league in, league out. Do you think, do you think he fits Milan as a forward since Leao is being a winger now? Simi is a good I think option. So.
1: Milan love to chop and change and recycle forwards as well. So I think um, getting him in the door is a good idea for them. Hopefully, they if they were to do that, they would use him wisely. But... Other than that, it could be a mid-table side. But once again, I look at these mid-table sides and I go, eh, you guys don't have money. You don't have a lot of money. And Crotone yeah. will want some money for him. How much do you think they'll ask for him?
0: About, about uh, 25, 30. But I think if Lauvic leaves Fiorentina, Fiorentina is going for Simi. This is what I think mm. is going to happen.
1: Because that it's happen, ha- yeah.
0: Yeah, that, because they will have the money with the profit because Lauvic has more value in the market than uh, uh, Simi. Yeah. Right. Like I think Fair so. Cool. Okay. Torino winning one 0 with a
1: penalty. Udinese missed
0: tons of chances in this game. But Udinese. De Paul
1: missed a sitter. I did get to watch mm. a lot of those highlights. De Paul missed a sitter. But that's okay. They I think Lorente had a good chance as well. Um Lorente, mm-hmm. but he, he scuffed that as well. Yeah, Udinese, they've been safe for a while, but Torino, that's a very, very valuable win. Plus yeah. that point they got at Juve. Um last week, four points, and they've got the game in hand. So this is this is Cagliari's doom and gloom for me when I look at the table. This game in hand that Torino's got. And you know who that's against? It's against Benevento. So it's winnable for Torino as well. Torino Absolutely. can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel this season. So hopefully they don't stumble for their sake.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think Torino they're gonna stay. I think they have shown a lot of resilience lately, but it's not. I think they're, they're safe. I think they're going to be safe, especially with Cagliari not picking up point or Parma or anybody. One game left is Benevento Sassolo tomorrow. It's a big game for Benevento because I think if Benevento grabs three points. I think they're going to be safe because they're going to be past Spitzia. They're going to be three, 33 points. And Sassolo, they're not playing for anything. They're just playing for the uh, uh, eighth place. But Sassolo, they're just there for the fun. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Do you have any expectation for this game? Do you think Benevento are going to have more hearts to win this game?
1: Look, kickoff 5 a.m. tomorrow. I'll probably get up and try and watch the second half just because I don't have much else to do at that time of the morning. But I'm looking forward to seeing it. It'll be two, ga- two teams that properly go for it. I think it'll be quite an open game. We've all seen mm-hmm. the way people in Zaghi likes to play his Benevento side, and we know even better the way De Zerbi likes to field his Sassuolo side. So I expect this to be an entertaining game, and that's why I'll, I'll force myself up to watch it in the background. Um, I think Benevento can grab a point, and they can definitely grab a win, but I, I do think they'll be able to get a point. I'm sensing your classic one-all or two-all for this game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, I think Benevento's safe. Like we've said the last few weeks, it won't necessarily be the good form of the Spezias and the Beneventals that forced them to survive, it'll be the horrendous form of Parma and Cagliari that basically sealed the deal for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. Eight, eight
1: games, bro. When I look at that at eight games, there's still plenty of time and plenty of points to catch up on. So, yeah. But we're at that point right now where if you don't capitalise in your next two or three games...
0: <coughs> yeah, yeah, two two wins for any team and they jumped. Like what Torino did, right? Like they got they like got three points and then they got a point from Juventus and then you. you now we're talking. We're talking now about Torino being a little bit have one leg staying in Serie A, right? Like it's just just these four points. Yeah. Okay, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe this video. Like this video and subscribe to our channel. Great content. We're trying to keep you up to date with all the Serie A work and Inter as well. So please support us if you want. Uh, Expectations. I'm going to just tell you the game for next week and you tell me what you think the score is. Just one score. I'm going to say what I expect. Sampdoria home to Verona.
1: 1-1.
0: Okay. 1-1. Crotoni Udinese. 1-2. Udinese win 2-1. Udinese win
1: 2-1.
0: I say Udinese win 2-0. No. Sassolo for
1: 2-2. 2-2. Possibly. It's one of those games I think could end like 3-3, three, three, to be honest. But I'm going to go 2-2 for me. I
0: was going to say 3-3. Three, Cagliari three. Parma. Oh, that's going to be the game.
1: Oh, is that this week? What time is that kickoff? 4.45 uh, on... Oh, shit. I got back to work that day.
0: It's, it's 4.45 your time.
1: <laughs> that's an early one no that's on a Sunday I can watch that game that's gonna be ah. a real rough guts sort of game that's a rough guts game man Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go with Cagliari win 2-1 Jao Pedro steps it up
0: I agree 2-1 Cagliari okay Milan Genoa
1: 3-1 Milan
0: okay for me I think Milan are gonna win like yeah 3-1 or something Bologna Spezia 1-1 one, one. You're all about the ties, right? Like it's a safe choice. 1-1 <laughs> one, one. Lazio Benevento
1: oh, Um. Uh, 2-0 for Lazio.
0: Yeah, me too. Torino Roma
1: 1-3 for Roma.
0: Oh, Atalanta Juventus
1: 2-1 to Juventus.
0: Oh. I say 2-1 to Atalanta.
1: Oh, I hope you're right, man. And we'll clip it and post it on the socials.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the big game. Napoli, Inter.
1: Um, I have had 1-1 in my head for this game four weeks ago. So that's not the safe pick. I've pictured this game going one all for a long time now. I just think that's the case. And I don't think Conte will be disappointed in it. I don't think we lose this game. I really think we can go the rest of the season undefeated, Mo. We're not going to win every single game, but I really think we can go the rest of the season undefeated. And if we do, oh man, will I be proud of this team?
0: I'm really really curious to know, guys, comment below and tell us what do you think Atalanta-Juventus and Napoli-Inter. I want to know what people think. Do people think that Inter are just going to win or Juventus is just going to cruise or do you guys think that Atalanta and Napoli can do it. Okay, guys, there you have it. This is this week. Uh, it's an unusual week that all the seven teams won their games. It's, uh, so no change in positions, nothing happened. Uh, but Torino grabbing a great result. This is great against Udinese away. And Spitzia winning against Croutoni made them safe. Okay. Thank you guys for watching. Anthony, thank you so much for all the info. Guys, from Inter Worldwide, we wanna tell you that we're trying so hard to give you the good content you guys deserve. Support us if you want. Anthony, you wanna plug in something?
1: Forza Inter, Forza Inter Worldwide, as Mo said. He said it best. I don't need to repeat it. Like, subscribe, all that fancy stuff. And um, yeah, man. To I hope we're sitting here in two weeks' time, like almost half, half celebrating it all. So we'll see what happens. But another good week, another good three points, another good final word. So, for center.
0: Thank you guys so much. Hopefully we can see you soon and talk to you when Inter are another step ahead of everyone. Thank you all. See you next Ciao. week.